Today we'll be looking at John chapter 15, verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye, abide in me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from your mouth. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, Heavenly Father. Grace us to truly take advantage of the privilege and honor that you've given us. Lord, your word cleanses us. Lord, your word separates us from the world. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. And you've called us to come from among them and be separate. Grace us, Heavenly Father, to hear your word. Let your word go forth on good ground that we may bear much fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 104. Grace is not just to be hearers of your word, but to be doers. And as we walk through your word, Heavenly Father, we ask that you would grace us to tremble at your word through repentance and belief in Christ. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 15, verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. As we walk through this verse, we're going to speak about, hear about three points. Number one, abide in me. Point two, I will abide within you. And point three, the bread cannot bear fruit of itself. Point number one, Jesus is saying, abide in me. Point number two, Jesus is saying, I will abide within you. And point number three, the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Let's look at point one, abide in me. As we look at this passage, we know that it doesn't stand alone. We know that it's not in a vacuum. But there's a point that's being made, there's a point that's being conveyed, there's a sentiment, there's the intent of the author. John wrote this book. And he wrote this book that we would believe that Jesus is the Christ. And in that believing, we'd have eternal life. We look at this passage and it talks about a state of being. And we're familiar with where we are. We familiarizing ourselves. We remember that Jesus had his last supper with his disciples. I could imagine the joy, the love, the unity, the joy, the peace that they shared with one another. And when they were done with the supper, Jesus girded himself like a servant and began to wash the disciples' feet. And this kind of was off-putting. It kind of took a back because, number one, that's not something he normally did. And then two, that was something 
of great humility. That's something that a servant would do, that a slave might do. And Jesus, Jesus did that. And so then Jesus began to get grieved. He said, one of you is going to betray me. And they were all beginning to have thoughts about this, beginning to be worried about this. Hearts were troubled in this moment. And they were wondering, who is it? Who is the Lord? Is it me? Who is it? And so then Judas leaves to go who's no, who knows where. It's a tense moment. Anxiety and fear is filling the disciples. And on top of this, Jesus tells them, I'm going away. And where I go, you can't come. So Peter's making his plea. He's asking where he's going. He said, hey, we'll die with you. Well, where are you going? And Jesus said, by the time the cock crows, you'll deny me three times. So there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of uncertainty going on at this moment. And Jesus began to comfort them. In John 14, he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If one I saw would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'm going to come again and receive you to myself. Don't worry. Don't let your heart be troubled. In the same way that you believe that God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was our form and void, and darkness, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. In the same way that you trust in God, believe in me. In the same way that Noah trusted God during the flood, before the flood, building the ark. In the same way that Abraham left his kindred and the country and his family and went to a place for God. In the same way that David trusted God in the midst of facing Goliath. In the same way that the three Hebrew boys trusted in God. Believe in God, believe also in me. I have you covered. What I'm doing is for your benefit. It's for God's glory and for your benefit. So he begins to comfort them and explains various things. He explains to them in John 14 and 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth. Just comforting them in this time and encouraging their hearts. Then in John 14, 27, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give, give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, you would have rejoiced because I said I go unto my Father which is, which is greater than I. You should be glad that I'm leaving because I'm leaving this sinful world. I'm leaving the things of this world. I'm leaving... And I'm going to my father, who is greater than me. It was so many things he was encouraging them. And finally he says in John 15, verse 1, he explains to them that I'm the true vine. And my father is the husband. 
Every branch of me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purged it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now the verse that we're on today is verse 4. John 15 and 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Abide! As the follower of Jesus Christ, as a believer, we get to abide. Abide in what? We've already been called. We've already been chosen. We've already repented of our sins and we're trusting in Christ. Look at what Jesus said. Look at verse 3. John 15 and 3. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. We're clean now. We're forgiven now. The lamb slain for the foundation of the world at this point for us. And even as they were receiving it by faith, the lamb was going to be slain for the foundation of the world. Their sins were going to be covered. Their sins are going to be forgiven. Their sins were covered. Their sins were forgiven because Jesus said, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. You're clean. Abide within that cleanliness. Abide within what the word has accomplished in your hearts and within your mind. Abide within that. Verse 3 says, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me. Now we get to lay in him. Now we get to rest in him. Now we get to trust in him. If we've been placed within Christ, the true vine, then we get to abide. We're not going to be cast out. We're not going to be forgotten. We're not going to be thrown away. Sometimes we feel like we've been thrown away. Sometimes we seem like we've been forgotten. Sometimes it seems like we've been cast out. Phone calls, get through and through, far between, further and further between each other. Visions slow down. Seems like we've been forgetting sometimes. We, we've been forgotten sometimes. But the Lord will never leave you and never forsake you. Amen? He's with us always, even to the end of the world. If we've been placed within Christ, the true vine, we get to abide. No branch ever connects itself to the vine. I remember when Jesus was talking to the disciples, and he asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? Some said Elias, some said a prophet. And then Jesus turned this question to the disciples, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus told him, Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. See, that revelation didn't come from flesh and blood, but it came from God. And this cleansing that he's talking about in John chapter 15, verse 3, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you, that cleansing didn't come from the world. It's not a worldly cleanse where we separate soap from our bodies. It's not a worldly cleanse where we separate soap from our vehicles. It's not a worldly clean where we separate soap, soap from uh, dirt from our clothes. It's the heavenly cleansing where our minds have been cleansed and our hearts have been cleansed and our sins have been separated from us because the word of God has been spoken and we received it, we believed it. That's the position of the disciples right now. 
The word of God had been spoken to them and they received the word of God and they repented and they believed. So he said, you're clean. Abide in this cleansing. Abide in this salvation. Abide within me. Abide within his life. Abide within his light. John 6, 37-39 said, All ye that the Father, all that the Father have given me, shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. We can abide within him and trust in him, we won't be cast out. Because of the word, because of Christ, because of what God has done and is doing in us, that we receive through repentance and belief, trust in Christ, we would not be cast out. We get to abide. The people of the world don't get to abide in Christ. Those who have not trusted in Christ through repentance and belief, it's sad commentary, but they don't get to abide. The scripture says this is the condemnation. The darkness, uh, light has come, but they dwell in light, darkness. What is it, John 3, 16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son to the world to condemn the world, but the world might be saved. But this is the condemnation, that men love darkness rather than light. This wasn't the position of the disciples. They loved light more than they loved darkness. And they showed it through repentance and belief and trusting in Christ. They followed Christ when they went to the left. They followed Christ when they went to the right. They followed Christ when they went up the hill, when they went down the hill. Whatever instructions Christ gave, Jesus gave them, they followed it. Why? Because they were trusting in Christ. They were abiding in Christ. And Jesus is telling them, you abide in me. Stay where I've placed you. Stay where the word has placed you within me. You're clean now. You're delivered now. You're separated now. Stay. Abide. Live. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I shall lose nothing, but shall rise it up again on the last day. We won't be lost. We won't be forsaken. We won't be forgotten. We get to abide. Because we're trusting in Christ. Praise the Lord. Look at Psalms chapter 1. Now, more specifically, how do we abide in Christ? Psalms chapter 1 is a great picture of abiding in Christ. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Before we came to, before Christ put us out of darkness into light, before the word cleansed us, we walked according to the counsel of the ungodly. That's how we walked. We did what we wanted to do. We did, we said what we wanted to say. We lived according to the counsel of this world. Nor standing in the way of sinners. We stood and went where ungodly people were because we wanted to be around them. We wanted to be a part of what they were doing. And even if we were people who didn't like to be around a lot of people, the choices that we made before Christ Well, the choices that ungodly, that sinners will make. No standing in the seat of the scornful. But is the light, is in the law of the Lord. 
And in this law duty, meditate day and night. We get to abide in Christ through meditation. And it should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. His leaf also should not wither, and whatsoever we do it shall prosper. The ungodly not so, but like the chaff which the wind driveth away. See, ungodly people, they can't abide in Christ. Ungodly people are not clean. Ungodly people are people who are still walking according to the course of this world. They're still living according to their own thoughts, their own desires, doing their own thing. But God sent his son to give us an opportunity to be made right with God. And we've been made right with God, those of us who trust in Christ through repentance and belief, we've been made right with God. And as a result, we get to abide. We get to rest within him. We get to trust within him. Wow. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, and 7. Because the first point is, abide in me. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to your own understanding. See, the people of the world, they're leaning toward their understanding. They're leaning toward the understanding of the things they're hearing. They're moving within fear. They're moving within doubt. But praise God, those of us who are trusting in Christ through repentance and belief, we don't, we're not moved by fear. We're not moved by doubt. In the midst of the most harsh circumstances, we have peace. In the midst of the time when our phone calls dry up and our visits dry up and our gifts dry up. And it seems like sometimes the only people, time people come around is when they want something. Even during those times, we have peace because we know the Lord is with us. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart from evil. We get to abide. The, the kingdom that is already set up, if the kingdom of God was set up before the foundation of the world, before he said, let there be light, and there was light. Before he said, let there be a firmament in the heavens. Before he did anything regarding us, his kingdom has already been established. And we get to dwell within his kingdom. Don't, we know, don't you know the Bible says the kingdom of God is joy and peace in the Holy Ghost? Being at peace with God, the creator of the world. See, ungodly people, people who aren't trusting in Christ through repentance and belief, they don't get that comfort. They don't get that peace. They don't get that joy. They don't get that security. They don't get that dependence on the Lord. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Not, let the, not like the world leaves it. The peace of God, we have peace with God through the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Let's look at the second point. I will abide within you. So we, not only do we get to abide within him, but he's going to continue to abide within us. Philippians 1.6 Being confident of this very thing, that he which uh, began a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. He who began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, God the Father 
who began a good work in you, he's going to continue to be faithful to you. He's going to honor his word to you until the day of Jesus Christ, until Jesus comes back right now. He's on the right hand of the Father till his enemies become his footstool. And we're in the midst of trials and testing until our enemies become our footstool. Because the same reward that Christ gets, we get. Praise his name. So we, we can be confident. Not arrogant in ourselves. Not boasting in ourselves. But we can be confident that the very thing which he had began in us, he's going to perform it. The work that he began in you, the desires that he's put within you to seek him, to love him, to trust him, the ability that he's given you to move in the midst of fear and in the midst of doubt, holding on him, trusting in him. We're able to confess our sins. We're able to encourage, be encouraged by one another and strengthened by one another, even by the word of God. The very thing that God began in you, he's not going to abandon you like that man did. He's not going to abandon you like that woman did. He's not going to abandon you like maybe your grandchildren have or your daughter, your son has. He's not going to do that. He's going to be faithful to complete what he started in you. Hallelujah. We can rest in that. Abide in me and I'm going to abide in you. See, this is like giving us the plan for the New Testament saints. He's given us the blueprint. This is a portion of the blueprint. The basics of the blueprint, the skeleton and bones, the, the frame of the blueprint. Abide in me, and I in you. Let's look at this. I will abide within you. John chapter 14 and 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. So he's interceding for us. Jesus Christ is interceding for us and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide within you forever. So now we're clean and we're abiding in him and he's abiding in us by his spirit. God is not giving us the spirit of fear but of power, of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Praise God for what he's given us. We can abide within what he's given us. Hallelujah. And I will pray the Father and give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwell with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. The Holy Spirit dwells with us. And he abides with us. The Holy Spirit, he comforts us and he abides within us forever. Even the spirit of truth. He told him a little while and the world seeth me no more, but you see me because I live you shall live also. Praise God for those encouraging words. 
Praise God for what he does and what he's done. And we are abiding in it. We get to abide. We get to rest. We get to sit. We get to stay with what God has done. We get to stay within his cleansing. And we're constantly being cleansed. In the same way that you have to constantly cleanse your car. In the same way that you have to constantly clean your clothes. In the same way we have to bathe ourselves. We get to constantly be cleansed by the word of God on a daily basis. As we abide in him. Praise God. Wow. And finally the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Remember. The fruit that we bear is not produced by us. It's just given to us to hold on to. It's given us to bear. If I were to give you my cell phone to say, bear this for me for three days. It's not your cell phone, it's my cell phone. But you're holding it for me. Point three, the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. We need to remember to abide within abiding within Christ is our saving grace. Abiding within him and allowing his word to abide within us, that is how we remain fruitful because apart from him we can do nothing. It's just a reminder. It's just a promise that we don't get confident within ourselves. That we don't forget from where our help comes from. It's just a promise. It's just a reminder. It's just a warning even. John 14 and 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. Apart from him, we can do nothing. As long as we are abiding within the vine, and this is something that we've been commanded to do, this is a promise that we've been given. Just explain to us the new covenant way and, and commanding us how to be fruitful and how to bear fruit for him. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Cloud of witnesses? See, in Hebrews chapter 11, it talk, it's what a lot of people call the hall of faith. It explains how various people of faith, how God graced them to overcome. Various people of faith, how God graced them to glorify him. Various people of faith, in Hebrews chapter 11, how God moved in their lives, how God empowered them, how God strengthened them, how he, in the midst of fear, in the midst of doubt. So Hebrews 11 is a bunch of witnesses, testimonies of how God can heal, how God can deliver, how God can set free, how God can move according to his will. So it tells us here, moving on from that, Hebrews chapter 12, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed with such great a cloud of witnesses, the greater cloud of great cloud of witnesses are what Moses did, what Elijah did, what various people of the faith did. We have those witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. What are the weights in your life that keep you from trusting in God with your whole heart? 
Maybe awaiteth the fear of man, concerned about what man thinks. Maybe a, a weight could be we spend too much time watching television. Maybe a weight could be there's some people that we hang around who hinder our walk with the Lord, but we keep hanging around them because we've known them for years. We've known them for years. We've done this for years. There may be a habit that we have. There may be a sin that we have that we've done for years. And it's like a part of us. So even though we're trusting Christ through repentance and belief, we struggle with these things. He says, because we're compared, surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside the weight and the sin which do easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The author of our faith. Because in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. And the Word was with God. And the Word became flesh. But He's the author and He's the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You remember when Joseph was set on the right hand of Pharaoh? No one was more powerful in Israel, in Egypt, in Egypt at that time than Joseph but Pharaoh. And so with Jesus being in the reign of the Father, in the same way, nobody, uh, it, it's a picture of the authority of Christ. It's the picture of the authority of the word of God. He sat down on the reign of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your minds. Jesus went through so many temptations. Jesus went through so much persecution. Jesus went through all type of trials in order to learn obedience, in order to be the lamb slain for the foundation of the world. He's done the work. So don't be discouraged because Jesus has been there. When you feel like giving up, Jesus knows that feeling of despair. Remember when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane? And he said, if it be possible, let this cup pass for me. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will. Jesus knows despair. Jesus knows isolation. He told the disciples, the time's going to come that you're going to leave me alone, but I'm not alone because my father's with me. Jesus knows isolation. Jesus knows what it's like to be forgotten about. He knows what it's like. You remember when he healed the ten lepers? Only one came back. So in other words, consider Jesus that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself that you should be weary and faint in your minds. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Yes, our, our sin and our weights are difficult for us and the struggle is real, but how many of us have lost blood? We struggle so hard against our sin. That we lost blood. We're trying so hard to be like Jesus. We're trying so hard to do his will. That we're actually been through things. That have caused us to be beaten for his sake. We lost blood for his sake. We've been tortured for his sake. It's such a precious promise. We get to abide in him. And he abides within us. <laughs> 
and no man could take them from us. Is that the reality for you? Let's examine our hearts this morning. Have, are we trusting in Christ through repentance and belief? Have we at some point in a, as an act of our will decided to trust in Jesus Christ, decided to live for Jesus Christ, decided to cry out to God for salvation, that we might depart from our sins, turn away from our sins, and trust in the Savior. If we have not done that, today is the day, amen? Today is the day while the blood is running warm in your veins to realize, Lord, I have not been abiding you as I should. I've been allowing weights and sins. I've been distracted by the things of this world. Lord, forgive me. I've been distracted by fear. I've been distracted by doubt. I've been distracted. Lord, I believe. Help out my unbelief. Save me, Lord. Give me a desire to follow you, a desire to see your face, a desire to do your will, a desire to be in this world but not of this world, a desire to trust in Christ through repentance and belief. Give me the power to do that. God is able, amen? He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. But those of us who are, though we have good days and bad days and we have peaks and valleys, well, we call bad days. We call days bad. But praise God. All things are working together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Rejoice! We get to abide within him, and he's abiding within us. Praise the Lord. God is good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that because of the word, we are clean. Because just like the disciples received the word of Christ, just like the disciples repented at the words of Christ, just like the disciples leaned and trusted in Jesus and followed him, grace us to abide within you to abide within Christ and allow Christ to abide within us. Lord, we thank you for this precious promise, Lord God. We don't have to fear man. We don't have to fear circumstances. But you are with us and we're with you. Grace us to walk this out in our daily lives, Lord God. Reveal your heart to us in this and allow us to fall in line for your glory. Teach us the beauty of it. Teach us the privilege of it. Show us how to do it through faith. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.